The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. God never intended for the world system to support his family. You need a revelation of who you are. You got the same God in you that Jesus had in him, and you got the same anointing being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be us. It's going to be the Father in us. He's going to do the work because we're in the Sabbath. And in the Sabbath, it means that I'm taking you back to the garden, back to a time where Adam never had to bear the weight of his own provision that God was going to take care of him. Come unto me all that labor and a heavy labor. I'm going to give you rest. you need, God will supply it. Why? Because we're in covenant with God through Jesus Christ, and whatever belongs to God belongs to us, and whatever belongs to us belongs to God, and that's the way a covenant functions. Hebrews chapter 4 again. Look at verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into the rest, as he said, I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from when? foundation of the world. God's name, one name, is Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean, somebody? My provider. My provider. I remember, you remember when I talked about El Shaddai, the breasty one, and talking about, hey, God is the breasty one. You have a baby, and all of a sudden, when you have that baby, notice the, the nature of your system generates milk. It, 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 on a normal mother who breastfeeds, that generation of milk is done, and it comes with the baby. There is an enormous amount of provision for every one of us that's already set aside. Not going to be set aside. God prepared the milk for the baby king. Come on now. And I'm telling you right now, there is stuff set aside for you that you haven't gotten. Person is not poor because they don't have any money. They're poor because they don't have any knowledge. He said, my people is destroyed for the lack of what? Knowledge, not the lack of money. You start thinking like a millionaire, your system has no choice but to produce it. No choice. Look what he says here. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. Watch this. I pray God that your what? Whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do you interpret that? Let me tell you how I interpret it with a new perspective, with, with a new uh, paradigm. Let me show you how to protect it. I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. My spirit, my spirit be preserved. I'm a new creature. Am I right about it? And my spirit is going to be preserved until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. My soul is going to be preserved. It's going to be at peace all the time. 
It's going to be operating in righteousness. Are you with me here? Um, I'm not going to have anxiety. How about my body be preserved? Now, this is the one that kind of trips some people out. If your kidney goes bad, get another one. Now, wait a minute. Supernaturally. I'm not talking about wait on somebody to die so you can get a kidney. I said, God's got kidneys. Lord have mercy. Come on over to Matthew chapter 15, please. I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. See, let me tell you, let me say the church has been singing, please don't pass me by. We've been doing that long enough. Jesus is not passing by. Jesus is in you. And he wants you to grow up. And I, I've been, I have volunteered for the job. I said, I have volunteered for the job. Look at Matthew chapter 15. Let me know when you get there. Over in Matthew chapter 15, look what he says, starting at verse 29. Put it up there, please. Over in verse 29, he says this. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh into the, sun, to, uh, the, night into the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came with him, with, uh, unto him, having with them those that were what? Lame, come on. Blind, come on. Dumb, come on. Maimed, come on. And many others. And what did he do? He cast them down to Jesus' feet. And what did he do? He healed them. Keep going. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the what? Dumb to speak. Come on. Maimed to be made whole. Come on. The lame to walk. Come on. The blind to see. Come on. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now what happened to the maimed? What happened to the maimed? They were healed. What does maim mean? What does maim? I'm missing a part. I'm missing a part. Jesus replaced part. Come on, come on. You get your mind off of this natural, uh, three-dimensional world and put your mind on God. Look what he says in Genesis chapter 18 and verse 14, please. And look at Genesis 18 and 14. Here's what he says. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now you got to answer that because it's not you. It's the father in you. He's doing the work. Man, if he's doing the work, if he made the first kidney, can he make another one? He doesn't need to make it. It's already made. He's got it in inventory, man. He's got But you got to expect a miracle to see a miracle. And that's why a lot of our young people are not coming. Because one, there's a provision shortage in the house. And they, hey, they got to get some money, man. They, that money, ain't, man, I'm broke already. I need to go somewhere where I can get some money. And some of them over there in the thing on drugs and selling drugs and so forth. But if they just knew that God's got for them more than drugs can supply. But they don't see it. We're still trying to play games, trying to do all kinds of entertainment. 
make the arm grow out. And you will have this place flooded. And it ain't growing out because we don't believe what we read. Now I'm telling you, God is about to raise up a church that is going to have the greatest agreement between heaven and earth that's ever been seen since the building of Solomon's temple and the Garden of Eden. Now you say you don't believe that, you're dishonest. No one representing the King of Kings should be broke. No one, no one, no one. See, you don't say, I don't have much education. It doesn't make any difference whether you got much education. That your provision is not based on education. Your provision is based on your inheritance. You have become a joint heir with Christ. I'm going to preach this thing. Some preachers got to preach it. You had them 12 spies to come back and 10 of them told some lies. They said, we can't take it. The giants in the land, hey, they're stronger than we are. And so those are all lies. You got to say what God said. He said, we are more than conquerors. He said, we are well able to overcome this. Come on. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? God has never checked my bank account when he told me to do something because I've never had it in there. Why? Because you're trying to leave God out and God's trying to put himself back in because he wants to let people see who he is. His whole system has taken God out. He's not in the classroom anymore. He's not in Hollywood. He's not in it. But you got some brave saints coming up now. They're about to put him back in the classroom. Come on, about to put him back in politics. About to put him back in Hollywood. We're about to take dominion. Now you look at First Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Watch this. To an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved where? In heaven for who? He is not talking about things that are yours reserved in heaven for when you get there. That's called reward. You're going to get there. You get a mansion. All it, that comes with the program. You get golden streets. That comes with the program. Come on. You get walls that are built up with gold and diamonds. And, and, and so that comes with the program. He's talking about reserved in heaven for when you want it down here. He's talking about pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Come on. On earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no uh, uh, oppression in heaven. There's none of that. God wants your life to radiate heaven. He wants your light to be so shiny that people will see his good work and lift up their hand and glorify your father. Let me just say this. Now, you, you do work, but it's a different kind of work. To get this, You need to be born again. And what happened to me, and the reason why I got born again, one of the main reasons, is because of provision. That's why I can preach this so fervently with such passion. 
And I'm telling you, when they cut my paycheck in half, when they put me on quota at IBM, I saw that paycheck, and I'm telling you, I just about became hysterical. I said, how in the world is a man supposed to feed his family off of this? Well, you're not. I was supposed to make some up on sales. But I was trying, and I couldn't sell anything. Two months passed. Now, what did I do? I went to HFC, borrowed some money. Another month passed. I went to HFC to consolidate. I'm talking about I went back. I must have consolidated six times. I consolidated a consolidation. They were glad to see me come. They knew me by first name. Oh, Bill, come on in. I got some paperwork all ready for you. Why? I was trying to run faster. Be on a treadmill. Just trying to run fast. This treadmill is speeding up now. And you got to get off that. That dog won't hunt. That thing will wear you out, give you high blood pressure, cause your joints to start aching, everything. Why? Because you're not made to carry the weight of your own provision. It will weigh you down. So what happened? One night. Now understand, I'm, 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 I'm acting like I'm all together, wearing sharp suits, you know, talking intelligent, <laughs> driving a Corvette. Meanwhile, my boss called me and, hey, Bill, so-and-so called here and they, the company wanted to garnish you your check. You know, I said, well, who was it? <laughs> and, you know, I'm wearing clothes like I'm shopping at iMagnons or, you know, some, and that was one of those little old real kind of, you know, inexpensive store. And uh, he told me, I said, well, he said, well, the company doesn't do that, but you need to get your finances together. You know what I wanted to ask him? How? You, I'm working two jobs, man. You tell me how. This is how. But wait a minute, hold on. But I had to first get in the family for this. I had to be born again. The kingdom of God is built on sowing and reaping. That's the way it's built. Satan doesn't want you to invade his domain with your principle of sowing and reaping. Why? Because it's a higher principle and it'll override all that's in his kingdom and cause it to come into that kingdom. Are you with me? All right, sowing and reaping. Somebody says, well, a farmer sows, he sows corn, you get some corn back and so you know that. Okay, but you really don't know it because sowing and reaping is a principle that no one can live outside of. No one. Here's what he says about friends. If you want friends, what do you do? You have to sow yourself friendly. So you have to sow something to get something. He said, if you sow to the wind, you'll reap the what? Whirlwind. 
All this is in the book. Notice, every time you got to sow something, but it comes back multiplied. So let's just take this personally. Suppose somebody slaps somebody. Where are they going to get? And listen, 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 folks. This, 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 got it? Now think about it. If that were really on somebody's mind, they had the principle. Why would they go and buy a slave? Because they were operating on buying and selling. This other system is stronger. It will eventually possess all of this system. And that's what Joseph was. Remember what he did? Joseph was sold as a slave by his brothers to a passing band of Ishmaelites. They took him down to Egypt. And what did they do with him in Egypt? They sold him to a man named Potiphar. So Joseph was on the auction block. Here he was chained up on the auction block and the man Potiphar bought him. But when Joseph started working for Potiphar, Joseph started working another principle. And Potiphar began to prosper to the point that Potiphar eventually put all that he had, that's what the Bible says in Genesis 39, under Joseph's hand. And once he did that, now he transferred it over into the blessing. Now, what am I saying to you? I'm saying that ship that was out there that Peter had, what did he do with it? He gave it to Jesus. It transferred into the kingdom. And once it transfers into the kingdom, the law of multiplication takes place. Oh, you got what I'm saying here. So my wife and I were down there and minister's meeting and the guy, the pastor was a uh, minister who was having the meeting said he was trying to buy an airplane for his ministry because he couldn't keep up. The commercial schedules couldn't keep up anymore. He said, how many people would like to give into it? Well, our ministry needed an airplane. So I turned to my wife and said, what are you saying, baby? I said, let's just pray and see what God says. Boom. We came up. So God says, so a hundred thousand dollars. So we took a hundred thousand dollars and sold it. Now remember, you say, I don't have no hundred thousand dollars. It's not the amount, it's the obedience. Yes. Don't ever forget that. One woman had only two, two mites. So what happened? We sold it. Then about two weeks later, I got a call. Hey, Bill, uh, this is so-and-so. Listen, I think that offer was taken up the wrong way. And I want to take all that seed that was sown to me for that airplane, and I want to sow it to so-and-so on the mission field. Here's what I said. Well, why are you calling me? That's not mine. See, if it's still mine, I get no harvest. I better come over here. If it's still mine, I get no harvest. You, you cannot put it in the bucket and watch the bucket all the way down the aisle. You, you have never let it go. And remember when Adam sinned, God couldn't come in and say, King's X on that man. Let me get another man and form him because the ground didn't belong to him anymore. He can't touch what's not his. I'm not my God can't. 
That's why people get a new car sometimes. Yeah, I got this new car. Praise the Lord. Well, it, it's, this is the Lord's car. Not it, it, it. I said, oh, it's the Lord's car. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said, well, you driving it? Yeah, yeah, I'm driving it, but it's the Lord. I said, okay, now, um, what you do? Give it to the Lord? Well, n no, I, I just know the Lord watching over it, you know, and so forth and so on. You know, a whole lot of flaky stuff. And I'm trying to figure out, that's your car. Get that car, put the blood of Jesus over it and drive that thing down the street. But my, my point to you is, is, wait a minute. You see, you put the money in the bucket, then you try to tell the pastor what to do with it. You, you have never let it go. You will never get a harvest off of it. And the harvest and seed time is the way God has to meet your needs. He might bring it back in in money. He might bring it back in in inventions. He might bring it back in in new customers. He might bring it back in. But one way he's going to bring it back in without toil. He's going to bring it back in. You're just going to go and gather it up because it's a new level of work that you're going to be doing. You're not working for uh, earning a living anymore. You're going to work now to keep your mind off of that provision so you can do your assignment. If you're supposed to work in the education area, get in that education area. If you're supposed, come on, it doesn't make any difference because God's got your back. You, it's not going to be your education level that's going to dictate your income. It's going to be your sowing level that's going to dictate I'll put the scripture up there again. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Now, now listen, this will work for kids. Now you said, do you work hard? I work hard. You can ask my staff. I'm a hard worker, but I'm not working to earn more money. I'm working to fulfill my, my assignment to God to get this ministry moving. That's why I'm working. If you, if you put your mind on a paycheck, try to create at the same time. Those inventions will slow down. Those ideas will slow down to little or nothing. You've got to get your mind off provision, folks. The whole world has been provision-minded. Satan was trying to see to that. Why? So they can't go anywhere. Please, don't reject what I'm saying. Study it out first. The Bibles were hid in monasteries from you because if you ever got off this buying and selling system and got over here on this other system, you can get your needs met on the top of Mount Vesuvius with nobody there. Why? Because Jesus said, hey, feed them. They were at the top of the mountain. He said, they said, I've got to go work and get some money to feed all these people. He said, no, you don't. There's a lad here with two fish and five loaves. Give me that and let's make some food. And that food began to multiply because it was bread from heaven. God will give you from heaven what you need independent of the system that you're living in, independent of the economic times that you're enduring. Now, what did I tell you to go? No. Come unto me all who labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Come on, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly at heart and you shall find rest for your souls. Check it out. For my yoke is easy, keep going. And my burden is light. My friends, you say that pastor, I'm not sure about this. What I'm gonna tell you is I'm going to pray for you. Because what I just told you was a gospel truth. It is the way that God is going to use his people 
so that they can have enough provision to feed the poor. They can have enough provision, watch this, to make some schools. This is a dream of mine. Make some schools for people who have been in some of these tough neighborhoods. Put a citadel in each one of them so that they have some of the best instructors. Don't let them live at home. Let them come and live right in the citadel. We'll supply their clothes. We'll supply their everything that they need. And we're going to train up leaders and get the leaders raised up right in the ghetto, right in the middle of Satan's worst attack. We're going to get leaders. Come on. We can do that with money. So God wants more than enough. Not only in my hand, but your hand too. This ain't, this is not about get rich quick, folks. This is about getting God's job done. God never intended for the world system to support his family. You need a revelation of who you are. You got the same God in you that Jesus had in him, and you got the same anointing being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be us. It's going to be the Father in us. He's going to do the work because we're in the Sabbath. And in the Sabbath, it means that I'm taking you back to the garden, back to a time where Adam never had to bear the weight of his own provision that God was going to take care of it. Come unto me all that labor and a heavy labor. I'm going to give you rest. It is finished. You have been redeemed from the curse of lack, and your days of toiling are over. Your provision is now unlimited in Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching, Resting in God. To order on CD or DVD, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Today's teaching, Resting in God, Volume 1, is a part of a two-disc series. Now, the purpose of this message is to inspire you with the question, is anything too hard for God? Praise the Lord. Now, here's a point I'd like you to remember. God has heavenly provisions for every need that you and I might have while we're in this earth, independent of the system of this world or the economic conditions that we might be experiencing. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, here's what Jesus said. He says, come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, let me just tell you what he says here. He is saying in that time, there could be an ox that would be used to plow. And there's another ox that is being taught how to plow. So the stronger ox is putting, put on this, at the lead ox. And then the other one is learning as he follows him. Same thing about Jesus. He's our burden bearer. He's the strongest one among us. So we are learning from him. So he says that my yoke is easy, yoke to Jesus, the yoke, oxen yoke together, 
and my burden is light. So you're experiencing heavy burden, you better get it off you. Praise the Lord. Jesus has borne all of our burdens. He is making it so that the load is light. Praise the Lord. Well, this teaching and others that we're working through is a teaching that you need to get the job done. In other words, for today, there's pressures from every side, but God has a way to relieve that pressure and have you go to this life stress-free. Praise the Lord. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you. And until next time, keep walking by faith. 